Welcome to the Six Hats podcast, where I, Dr. Shani, a lifestyle and nutritional medicine family doctor, will talk about how women strive to find balance each day by juggling their six roles, being a woman, mother, daughter, partner, business owner, and professional. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Six Hats podcast. And today we have a really exciting interesting topic to discuss and it's again about ADHD. Now I'm really excited to invite Judy Falston and she is a patient who has ADHD but what's really unique about Judy is that she is studying to be an ADHD coach. So I'm really excited to dive into what she's learning but let's just dive into what life is like for someone with ADHD. So welcome Judy. Thank you, Dr. Shami, for inviting me onto your podcast of Six Hats. It was very exciting. (laughs) Judy, I love for you to start with. Are you able to just describe your childhood now as you look back? How did attention deficit disorder affect you in school? Because I know you actually had late diagnosis. It was more in your 50s, correct me if I'm wrong. Yes, it was about two years ago. I was uh, 57 when I was diagnosed with it. In a way, I think I wish I was diagnosed earlier because so much I missed out on. Wow. So, So, well, they say better late than never. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. But I'd love for you to just describe what childhood was like, what was schooling like now that you reflect back. Yes, sure. I remember when I was a kid, and it's so funny learning about ADHD, it puts all these pieces together that in the classroom, I couldn't pay attention. I could not, you know, I mean, grasp what teacher was telling me. And most of the time I would be disruptive. I would talk while a session is, it's not out of disrespect or anything. It's just how the brain works. And I should be thrown off to class most of the time and not being able to do a lot of things that the other kids did. I didn't do very well in studies either. And uh, I used to be thrown out of the class and, you know, I missed out a lot on school. And I remember a teacher telling me, you know, you shouldn't waste your time being at school. You should basically go and do a job or something like that. And, you know, I mean, stay home and help your mother, basically. Wow. Yeah, wow. I mean, it's it's so ignorance of the ADHD back then that, you know, if kids were naughty, they were punished and I used to be punished and I used to be, you know, hit with the ruler on my fingers and, you know, things like that because just couldn't pay attention and focus on studies and, you know, just, just went along with everything else. You know, it was just... And I, I would love to more on the outdoor activities, just being active. And I suppose it was now that I realized the hyperactiveness that comes with ADHD. And I could not sit for long in one place reading a book. I just had to do different things. And as I grew up, those were with me. And, and as they say, really, on to the research that, you know, I mean, we're like three years to four, five years behind other kids. So our brain does not develop. Wow. And just to put it into context for our listeners, you grew up in Sri Lanka. So that's where. Yes, correct. Was. And as a result from that schooling, how did you find a job as an adult? You know, did you create your own techniques of learning and of surviving? Uh, yes, I had to do 
basically everything on my own. And I think uh, doing that helped me to use a bit of my executive functioning. And, you know, I mean, it's either you swim or you drown, basically, you know. But uh, yeah, and as I went along, like, you know, I mean, did my jobs, I learned as I went because it was a daily practice of what you did. So it was something you did all the time. It's not like when you go to school, you do one subject and then you learn the other one and the other one. So it doesn't stick in your mind. Whereas this, you had to have it stick in your mind. Otherwise, you wouldn't have had a job. And what they basically say with ADHD is, you know, I mean, if you find things interesting, it ignites your brain. So it sticks at it. But if you find things boring, it's like way out of your brain does not go there. Wow. So it's almost you fell into something that you liked, plus you mentioned something really important, repetitive. So you were less and you then could actually do your job. But as an adult, you did mention a few things how, you know, it affected mental health and whether that was mental health was sitting on top of ADHD symptoms. How do you see that, Judy? Well, I suppose growing up in Sri Lanka, you don't know much about mental health or anything like that. You you, you were just called stupid or you're an idiot or you're this. You can't learn, you know. I mean, what sort of person are you? No matter how much you're taught, you just don't get it. And it's just the mentality of the people there now when I think that they're so ignorant about the mental issues. And I don't know how it is now, but in those days growing up, they're like, you couldn't afford to have mental issues. If you had mental issues, they would basically put you in some institution. Wow, or exclude you. And it sounds- or, uh, exclude you. Like I was excluded a lot of things, you know, I mean, because I just could not, uh, even in school, like with the groups of kids, you like you had the kids that was really high up and then the kids that was really down. And, you know, you stayed with the kids that was down because you could not compete with the kids that was higher up. Wow. Wow. And so, Judy, I'd love to know you inspired, you were inspired to actually learn more about ADHD coaching. So I would love to delve into the journey into that. What kind of research have you found? But really want to talk about those massive aha moments, those wow moments where you go, wow, I did not realize this about ADHD research. And something you've mentioned previously you know, Australia may be behind in awareness of that kind of research. And I have to say, put my hand up, you know, as practitioners, we need to learn more about what's there in terms of understanding ADHD. So take it away, Judy. Yeah. Well, when I was diagnosed of ADHD, I became very inquisitive of knowing, well, start off as when I was told I had ADHD, I didn't know whether to cry or whether to jump for joy to know that okay, I do have a problem and this is what it is. And I thought I was going mental. I was going crazy. Why was I so tired? Because I was like, I don't know whether I had OCD and all all these things put together. And so when I was told basically that I had ADHD, I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do now? What is that? Like, I suppose everyone that I've spoken to have the same thoughts, like, what do I do now? Where do I go from here? And what I did was I started to read more on ADHD, started to understand more of ADHD, how it affects people. And even Dr. Shami, you were so lovely that you saw the red flags in me that, you know, you said, okay, I think we better 
do this, we better go to see a psychiatrist doctor and see what he says and the traits and the red flags were there. And I'm glad you actually sent me. And so anyway, talking about this, we had to, I read, and then I had a friend who told me reading was just not enough for me. It just told me about what it was. It didn't tell me how to get through it. So the books are there to tell you what it is, you know, and what to do and things, but you still don't understand what you're going through. So I actually decided with the help of a friend who one day happened to come home and said, look, you know, I'm joining, I've got ADHD and I'm going to study coaching. And there's an institute in New York, which is called Edgar University, which basically teaches you, it's teaching you coaching on ADHD. So I did some research in Melbourne, Australia, and they didn't have just ADHD only. They had life coaching and all these other things, but not on ADHD. So I joined up the program on coaching, which basically was a wow moment for me. Is Everything I learned, it was, that's me. That's me. Okay, yeah. that's me. <laughs> this is what I had to do to overcome all these traits that I have. And why wasn't I focusing on things? Why wasn't I paying attention? Why was people like, you know, all that time in sort of a younger age and sort of, you know, I was being treated for depression. And I think the depression comes is when you can't do the things you want to do with the ADHD because your brain is a million miles per hour. You just, your body does not want to go with your brain. What they say is, learning it is they say that your brain is a Ferrari car with bicycle brakes. I love that analogy. (laughs) (laughs) So that's overall how to put how, how our ADHD brains work basically you know I mean it's very hard for us to hold brakes on our ADHD brain because you can be doing one thing and you're thinking of another hundred things that you have to do so all of them together it's like your brain is never stopping even when you go to sleep it just doesn't stop and well from there I sort of um, as I would always say it was like one big jigsaw puzzle that a lot of pieces are coming into place of all my things that I have done in my life. Then I look back, I said, oh, I did this because of this. And I did, you know, I used to get angry because I could not, you know, focus on things properly. So that would irritate you. You know, I mean, paying attention to things, you know, I mean, being in the present moment, I just couldn't do that. So it was always negative thoughts. And And it's so interesting you say that because it's so... What happens, and I see that a lot, it presents as anxiety and depression. And you've explained yes. it beautifully because that's how you can converse it or can communicate this to your practitioner. However, unless we go deeper, we don't know that there's an underlying reason. And you explain beautifully where it's always racing. So meditation is actually really hard and sleep is difficult. And no matter what mm. you try, it's really hard. And it is frustrating when you don't get tasks completed. So you don't get that dopamine, but you're not also progressing. So there's lots of blocks and limitations in your life. So I'd love to know more now, Judy, what were you learning where you thought, I did not realize that research was available? Yes. So starting doing the course, there's a lot of research on ADHD, actually, which is, I think they find it more in the US and in the UK, that's sort of pretty high. And 
doing coaching is very young at the moment, but people still don't know about coaching, but it is an advantage onto people with ADHD, like helping them to think that they cannot think about. The research that I've basically learned through this course is very interesting, and I think it's our day-to-day lives, basically, that I came across this. There was a research done by Dr. Edward Hollowell, and he wrote a book about this as well. I mean, he uses the metaphors and the language to the influence of for ADHD kids of like the Ferrari car with the bicycle brakes on it. You know, I mean, what he says is, I mean, our ADHD brain is a unique brain wiring, but we are not broken. Love it. You know, I mean, we have different parts we can take. Our wiring is just different to everybody else's brain. But we're very creative people, you know, they're very creative. We can do things that others do. It's just that we do it in a different format. Well, and also he says, like, you know, I mean, living in a world that was created by pursuing and focus on the problems, and we mainly, with ADHD people, we focus on our problems and our weaknesses and not pay attention to what we have to pay attention to. Right. Right. And, you know, I mean, sort of, you know, I mean, it's sort of what he also says is basically like what I said earlier, if we do things that interest us and we learn things that we have a passion for, our brains ignite. Right. But if we are asked to do things that we don't want to do or does not really relate to us or is boring, It doesn't do it. And that works with kids. And that's kids. Mm. You cannot make them do what they're not paying attention to, what doesn't interest them. Right. So how do we manage this in society? And it's interesting you said it's almost like the society that we're living in is actually not conducive to people with ADHD. It's almost they have to mold themselves into society instead of society molding into them. And it's like, how do we get to this happy balance of ADHD children managing school and also as an adult, what strategies? Well, first of all, you have to ask them, what are they interested in doing? Mm. Because a lot of parents and a lot of teachers and everybody else assumes that this is what the kid has to do. Yeah, so true. But not wanting to know what he or she wants to do. So true. Yeah. Schooling is very much, you know, there's a structure, you've got to follow it rather yeah. than choice. Wow. Okay. And also, you know, you got feed that hyperactiveness in that kid. Like, you know, I mean, if the kid is not going to sit for two hours and study, you need to like have the child study for maybe 20 minutes or half an hour, give that child a break then bring that child back again into the study because we lose attention on everything we do after 15, 20 minutes. Our brain does not work. Right. So if kid is hyperactive, you know, don't let the kid play a board game at home. Let the kid go and play basketball or soccer or something like that, you know, where he takes it out on the field, his hyperactiveness. Makes sense. Absolutely makes sense. So yeah. Exercise, cardio, get them moving. Yes. A kid needs, like I'm, I'm talking about adults and children, they need to do exercise. Exercise basically helps with the brain, helps the attention. And we basically think 
a lot more when we do our exercise, you know. I mean, there's a lot of executives out there that, you know, they have done research and found that they think better when they're in the gym doing their one hour of exercises. Absolutely. So definitely exercise. And I absolutely have seen the research on it just increases various chemicals that help you learn quicker, faster, but also calming the nervous system down, which is awesome. Awesome. And any other, maybe two other key suggestions that they... Yeah, like there's another research uh, also done by uh, Dr. Barkley and Dr. Green on the development of children and adolescents with experience. Their experience, like it takes them like 30% of delayed in developing their brains. Right. Kids that's with ADHD. And, you know, I mean, high school kids, like sort of, you know, I mean, they had trouble in going to high school and then to university because their brains are not developed. It takes that. So with a lot of uh, coaching, and I would say uh, meds, I know that some parents, you know, if their kids are sort of diagnosed with ADHD, think that, oh, I should give my kids that meds, you know, I, I can do other things. But I think medication is very important that they have to look into that in giving their kids because that really helps the kids to focus and you know I mean deal with their challenges in school and you know the social uh, development and all that stuff it just helps them with that because our brains are it's a 30% less than other kids in development right so it takes us a like it takes us two to three years say if you're 12 years old you're like a eight-year-old you know right wow. and that's why they say teenagers who has ADHD doesn't grow up they still act like a 10-year-old and they wonder oh my kid is like you know 14 years old but still like an eight-year-old or a nine-year-old mm-hmm. and adults who has ADHD thinks that they're still young because they act like teenagers <laughs> right right <laughs> no, so because of the their brain takes a while to develop into becoming a normal person's brain but they say that as you grow up it sort of tends to wear out a little bit but not in everyone so it just depends on how you sort of manage your ADHD. So Judy I'd love to know from what you've learned so far in your coaching what tools have you implemented your lifestyle and how's that helped? Well, I have to say this, there is something that I basically found very interesting that I actually sort of practice in in my day-to-day life (laughs) as we go along. It's that there's another thing, the executive functions, which I think there's a lot of kids that it's hard to, they don't have the executive functions, especially teenagers. And the executive functions means to have, this is what I think every one of us should have is the executive functioning means to have a goal, to think about how to achieve that goal, to create an action plan to get to the goal, and to self-regulate behaviors and emotions to carry out the goal. Right, right, makes sense. That is so important with ADHD because we have a problem with some of them, actually. Some don't, some has problems with especially teenagers with the executive functions in 
you know, I mean, in focus, in, in you know, I mean, doing their day-to-day thing in sort of, you know, I mean, in their socialization, dealing with following rules, privatizing with stress. And I think we see a lot, lot of kids with stress these days trying to privatize things and self-regulate, you know, their behaviors, all that. So I think it's important that we all have to have goals in our life and and we have to achieve them. And I think that's what kids should be taught, to more focus on their goals. So what have you implemented in your life? Uh, Well, I have, first of all, I have to say is pausing myself when I have these negative thoughts that's coming through is pause, listen to your thoughts, change them to more positive thoughts. You know, I mean, I know I used to do this a lot, like think, oh my God, if someone has told me something, I would think about it, ruminate it and, you know, worry about it. But now I don't, I just say, oh, well, let it happen, it's gone. There's nothing much I can do about it now. And, um, you know, thinking to the future, so much that why would we want to think? I just tell myself when it comes, we'll deal with it. So, and also I find, I know meditation is good. They say, you know, you know got, you've got to be in the present moment. But what I've learned is it's hard for us to meditate. Uh, you let your thoughts come in. You let all your thoughts come in, like welcome your thoughts, do your thoughts. And then you said, okay, time to go out now. We need to focus on me. And you have to listen to your your brain, heart, and gut. You know, that's how you do it. They're all three connected together. Love that. Love that. And you've just gone leaps and bounds forwards and just managing those thoughts, which was actually triggering mental health as well. So it's yeah. interesting. Even, you know, what you've demonstrated is having the understanding self lots of self-compassion and also amazing tools that you've implemented that's just taken mm. forwards and you're going to make an amazing adhd coach oh thank you dr shami you know and we need to balance our fun with our practical task as well you know you can't just have oh i gotta do this this gotta have fun like you need to <laughs> yes Amazing, Judy. Thank you so much for spending time with me and sharing your amazing knowledge and insights. I think it will help so many other women and men out there who may be encountering similar symptoms. So thank you. Thank you for your time today, Judy. Yes. And I have to tell everyone out there, please, if you do feel all these, you know, you can't focus and do things, go get yourself checked out because it's worth it. You know, you don't have to mentally suffer in there. There is lots of strategies, things that you can do to overcome this. Amazing. Thank you. You're not alone. (laughs) (laughs) Great, great advice. Thank you, Judy. Oh, you're welcome. It was lovely to see you, Dr. Shami. Remember that this is general advice only. Please see your healthcare professional for more information. So what's your take home message today? Remember it's all about progress and not perfection. And are you suffering from stress? Visit the Usawa Learning Hub on usawa.com.au for more resources on how to de-stress, re-energize and reclaim your health. Enjoy the journey.